We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell. Tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg. Yes. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkins. Yes. They did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? All right, guys, welcome back to Twitter Spaces. We are here for a Twitter live show on a Friday night after the Detroit Lions season. This is officially the off season, so we might be doing some of these throughout the season. We'll see how it ends up working out, but this is going to be the first one of the off season. So here we go. Uh, I got my man Pierre with us. No Malcolm here with us today, but Pierre, how are you doing today, my man? I'm doing great, man. Excited to be here. How are you? Doing well, man. It's a Friday night. Talking some Lions. And, you know, we got some, you know, it's going to be a more free show. Not really much to talk about, but we're going to talk a little bit more about some quarterbacks uh, that we talked a little bit on yesterday's show, but we're going to go a little more further into it. So I want to talk about quarterbacks that have not worked out past the top 19 in the NFL draft and how much of a, a problem and how much of a failure it's been in the NFL since the year of 2000 to the year of 2021. Um, and Pierre was giving me points yesterday that he's not against taking a quarterback. It doesn't matter when. And I, I, I just want to know, after I read you that list, because this is before I read you that list, but after I read you that list, are you still for for taking a quarterback in the 20s, 28, wherever the Rams pick ends up being? Yeah, if they love one, sure. Give me more on that. Like, like you've seen the track history of how much of a failure it's been like, I, I just don't understand how you could be comfortable taking a quarterback. So that's why I want, I want to understand why you're comfortable taking one. Um, Because I trust the GM. If he thinks he loves a guy, then take him. But lo- that's why. I trust this current GM. There's other front offices that have, like, kind of reached for a quarterback or took one just to take one. This front office is different. If they love a guy, take it. If you don't love him, don't take him. But doesn't a quarterback taking around that range, doesn't it seem like you're just taking a quarterback just to take a quarterback? Nope. Why? How? How? Like, you, there's no sense of urgency if you're waiting. How does that not sound like you're just trying to get – you're just sitting and waiting and like, okay, here's a quarterback. We can take a quarterback. But like that – Because this quarterback's class, those QBs that are in this class are kind of predicted to go in that range where that Rams pick falls. That's why. 
but teams, if you love a quarterback and you absolutely believe that they could lead your franchise, don't you go up and go get that guy? Don't you go up to the mid-teens or, you know, just anywhere in the top 20 just to go up and go get that guy? Sure. If you really love a guy and you don't think he'll fall to you, sure. But if you think he could fall for you, fall to you, then you wait. I, I don't know. But that's just a huge risk, though. It's a huge risk. And, okay, I want to get into the list of quarterbacks taken outside of the top 20 since the year of 2000 till now. This is from 20 to 32. Peter, pull up the list while I'm, I'm reading these names from quarterbacks that have been drafted in the second round from the year, I think, 2000 till now. So, uh, starting with the list from 20 to 32. This was courtesy of Jim Cost from 97 when I got this list from him. Wait, Tyler, let's do uh let's do 2010 because we have like some younger listeners here. And that's fine. I think 2010. And then okay, if you want just a quick, you know, spoiler, it's pretty fucking ass uh in from 2000 to 2010 if you're interested in that. So, if you want to look into I think the only one that was really successful was Drew Brees, and I can't even think of the other ones. That's like the only one that comes on top of my head. But all right, going on from the year 2000 to the year 2021, quarterbacks taken. There's only 13 of them from the pick 20 to pick 32. Starting off with Patrick Ramsey. No idea who he is. 2003, you got Rex Grossman, pick number 22. That was a disaster. 2004, pick number 22, you had J.P. Losman. That's a disaster. And 2025, pick 24. This is one of the good ones, Aaron Rodgers. In, 2000, in 2006, pick 25, Jason Campbell, disaster. 2007, pick 22, Brady Quinn, disaster. 2010, pick 25, Tim Tebow. Take that for what it is. I'd say that's pretty bad. Uh, 2012, pick 22, Brandon Wheaton, terrible. 2014, pick 22, Johnny Manziel, terrible. 2014, Pick 32, Teddy Bridgewater. Probably one of the more successful ones that has been taken around this range. Take that for what it is. 2016, pick 26, Paxton Lynch. Terrible. 2018, pick 32. This is a good one, Lamar Jackson. And then in 2020, pick 26, Jordan Love. You could take that for however you want to take it. So from reading this list, I don't understand your confidence in quarterbacks past the top 20. I don't understand it. Well, here's the thing. Um, if they love a guy, just take him. If you think he's a franchise quarterback, you take him. Now, other other ones you've mentioned, for example, like Denver, they haven't really drafted well with the quarterbacks. Um, who else Who else did you mention? Uh, there was another team in there. I mean, Denver went at, with that Tebow, Paxton Lynch. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who else you said. That was I think just, you said just, just those guys. You're thinking of Bridgewater, but Bridgewater wasn't drafted by them. All right, yeah. So two thousand. Let's get into two thousand ten real fast. So two thousand ten, second round pick was Jimmy Clausen. Two thousand eleven, you had Andy Dalton go in the second round. You have Colin Kaepernick. I feel like those are kind of both successful right there. Uh, two thousand twelve, you have is that Brock Osweiler? Yeah, you have Brock Osweiler here. Terrible. Russell Wilson as a bonus. Russell Wilson was a third round pick during that draft. All right. Um. In 2013, where am I? You have Geno Smith. Yeah, that's not good. That was 2013. I'm sorry. In 2014, you have Derek Carr. That's pretty successful. You had Jimmy Garoppolo, another successful guy. So two guys in 14. 
In 15, you had there was no second round pick. In 16, Christian Hackenberg. Terrible. In 17, uh, Deshaun Kaiser. In 18, you had um, no one really. Mason Rudolph was a third round pick. He's whatever. Terrible. Uh, in 2019, he had Drew Locke. Terrible. In 2020, you had Jalen Hurts. Story's still out on him. We'll see. Okay. So, and last year you had Kyle Trask, which um, we don't know. We, 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 we haven't watched a play game. All right. So, we have named seven maybe successful quarterbacks since the year of 2000 till now of quarterbacks that have succeeded past the pick 20 at the quarterback position. And this is not kind of the third round. It's not kind of the fourth round because I know you guys are going to say fucking Tom Brady or you're going to say Russell Wilson or something along those lines. We're not counting that because that is so rare. Because if you guys want to get into that, your, your guys' percentage goes even lower. If you want to bring up third-round quarterbacks and fourth-round quarterbacks. So let's not get into Russell Wilson. Let's not get into Tom Brady because that's once-in-a-lifetime type things. You don't see that often. That's not even a, like, no, you, you just don't do that. All right. So my point is if, if you're really confident about a quarterback and you really love a quarterback, you go up and go get him. The track record has shown – Quarterbacks pass pick 20 more than often don't work out. They more than often don't work out. The track record of getting a quarterback in the top 20 compared to 20 in pass is night and day. And and if you're going to go take a quarterback, I want to see confidence in the staff that you really believe this guy is going to be a franchise quarterback. You go up and you go get that guy. You go jump. Wait, Tyler, hold up, though. Hold up. But if you're already picking him, that's that's why you're picking him, though. You're not picking him in the first round to just sit on the bench for five years and be your backup. You're picking him because you think he could be a franchise quarterback, especially in the first round, right? But the track record has shown it's terrible. It's terrible past pick 20. It's, it just doesn't work. I think that also matters on coaching, too. And I feel like the Lions have a really good coaching staff, both offensively and defensively. Um I think that matters too. No, it, the Lions have a great matters. coaching staff. Like they have great assistants on the staff on both sides of the ball. Like offensively, you got Hank Fraley, you have Ben Johnson, you have Deuce Staley, right? Yeah. You have um the former quarterback. What's his name? Mark Brunel. Mark Brunel. He's a former QB and he's known to have a high football IQ when he played. And he was a good backup. Like he was kind of like the clipboard guy, right? Well, he went. You he went to an AFC um, Championship actually with the Jaguars. Yeah, so you have a real you have Antoine Randallo, another former player who's done a great job with Amon Ross St. Brown. So you have all these guys who are known at developing talent who've done a great job with this team so far. So if they draft a QB, and they're going to be working with three QBs in the senior bowl, uh, uh, Sam Howell, Malik Willis, Bailey Zappi. Howell and Willis are probably late one, early two, maybe mid one, late. They're likely first-round picks or early second-round picks. We could agree on that. Zappi's maybe more of a day-two, day-three guy. Yeah. Um, so you work with those guys in the senior bowl and you like them and you feel like they can, if one of them falls to you, if you love them, why not take them? That just didn't show me you love him. If you're waiting till pick 28 or pick whatever it is, the Rams pick, because we don't know what that pick's going to be. Whatever that pick is, sitting and waiting for a quarterback just, it, it doesn't sit well with me. Like, that doesn't show me that you're confident in him. Or confident enough, I should say. Like, obviously, you have the confidence to take him, so there has to be some, you know, interest there. Obviously, for you to, you know, make that selection. But it really, 
you know, makes me question of how much did you really like this guy? How much did you really like this guy? Because that's a huge risk if you're waiting until pick 29 and you think you can get a franchise quarterback at pick 29 because if you really like a guy and you're waiting until 29, I question how much you really like the guy and if you think he's a franchise quarterback. And that's why I, I'm just on the boat. You don't take a quarterback past the 20s. Yeah, this is where we disagree, I guess. Where's, what's the other argument? The argument is that if you, you're, you're not taking a guy if you don't love him. Yeah, and I agree right? with that. So if they love a guy and he's there, they'll take him. If they want, they really, really want him and they think someone else could take him, they'll go up and get him. And that shows the confidence that you really like the guy. But if you think like no one will take him, it's why give up assets and go up when he could just fall to you, right? But if you don't think, but how do you know what other teams are thinking? You're not in those draft rooms. I don't know. This is the NFL, man. That happens a lot. Teams wait, they get their guy. Teams wait, they don't get their guy. It, it's a gamble. The NFL is all about taking risks. That's my point, though. It's like, how much did you actually like the guy? Because you're taking a huge risk of, you know, if you're going to take a guy, at, let's say 28, wherever that pick's going to be. I want to see. I want to hear there was at least effort to move up, and maybe a team was just stubborn and didn't want to do it. Like I want to hear that you at least tried to move up and showed confidence in this guy. That like, okay, I believe that he's all right. What's the difference, Tyler? It's a huge say difference. Was, no, hold up. Say Malik Willis is there at fifteen. You take him, but say you think he could fall twenty. Why not just wait instead of giving? How do I know he's going to be there? That's five whole picks that could. You don't know what's going to happen within those five picks. I'm saying, though, you never know. Like, he could fall to you, though. If they think he could fall to them, why would they trade up and get it? Because him? you don't actually love the guy if you're counting okay, on Okay, you remember last year. You remember last year, um, if you think about this. So, they were talking about wide receiver. And they actually, like, had, like, little footage of it. Sheila Ford and Bob Holmes. Or, Brad Holmes. Yeah. Holmes. Brad Holmes. I'm sorry. So they were saying, what about a receiver? He's like, we have this guy with targeting the fourth round. We think he'll be there. Uh-huh. Right? And they were right. He was there. They didn't trade up for him, nothing. He was there right where they thought he'd be. He was there. Yes. So sometimes teams have, teams have intel where a guy could go where they think he'll go. Yeah, but, okay, but, but this is the quarterback position we're talking about. Do we agree that's the most important position? Yes, it is. But what I'm trying to say is um, if they think he'll be for them, why give up assets go get him when he could just be there for you? Because you don't know that for sure. Like, you could like a You don't team. know anything for sure. The NFL, you don't know nothing. When yeah, that's that's, my, that's, po- all that's my point. You, you take a quarterback. If you really like the guy, go up and go get the guy. Go guarantee that. Don't risk that. You don't risk a quarterback also, if you absolutely love the guy. Because he could be gone. And takes, if you think he's a franchise quarterback, he could be in your division. And then, okay, that guy you loved is now on the Packers. Or he's on the okay, but it also takes two teams to make a deal. You have to find another. That's team why I said I want to. Work. That's why I want. That's why I said I want to see them be at least aggressive. And if a team is stubborn, okay, I'll take it. The guy fell to you, but the team didn't want to trade up for. You know, that's one thing, and that's what they did last year with Penesol. They loved Penesol. They tried to trade up for him. No team budged in. Yeah, they tried to trade with Atlanta, and they leaked to they wanted Jamar Chase, but they actually wanted Sewell. So that's my point, though. Like, if they show yeah. that aggression, I'll take that. And if if it falls. Like, yeah, of, of course, that's the best case scenario because you're getting a guy you absolutely love and you didn't have to trade assets. That, that, that's good. But my point is, it's like if you're just sitting and waiting, I question how much you actually like the guy. See, this is where I'm at. If you're spending a first-round pick, even that early second-round pick, if you take a guy, that means you love that guy. Um, he, he's one of your guys. Like, you're taking that player. You're not just taking him, taking him, you're taking him because you love him. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I'm. I just. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in taking it, especially at the quarterback position. Like the other positions. Yeah, I would agree with you. You maybe have some more intel. You look at team knees and stuff like that. But at that quarterback position, that's just not a position I'm. I'm risking. If I love a guy, 
I'm trading whatever it takes for me to get that guy. So if I love Malik Willis, I'm doing whatever it takes to get Malik Willis on my football team if it's possible. So, uh, you know, that, that's just my main argument. We actually, right. we, actually, we actually have a request. You, got, you want to bring up a request? Yeah, let's bring up some people. Yeah. I, 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 want to hear, I want to hear people's opinions on this. So we're going to bring up uh, Mike. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Um, okay. Mike is connecting. Mike, you're on mute. Yo, what up, guys? What's up, Mike? Mike, is this Mike from Green Room? This is, man. What's up, man? How you doing, man? Nice, a long time no talking, man. Yeah, I know, man. I know I missed you on a few. I've talked to Pierre. Love this guys up on this platform, much better platform. Yeah. How you doing, man? Oh man, we're doing good, man. We're doing good. I, I just, um, you know, I wanted to throw a thing out there for the draft that I wanted to get some opinions on because I've been talking to some of my friends and, and some people that I know. Um, what about, let's say, Aiden Hutchinson goes one or Thibodeau goes one. Like, what about Evan Neal at two? You know, the Lions. Yeah, and let me no. explain why. I know Pierre was gonna sh- was gonna shit on it. <laughs> Go for so, it. So you know, I um, so I live in Northville, and one of the guys that had he's well, he still works for the team, but in a much different capacity than he was. He's been with the company. I mean, he's been with the uh, Lions for I think going on forty years. And one of the things that was funny, not funny, but weird that, you know, he's a neighbor of mine and we, we were talking and he told me like that some of the guys are, you know, like some, like some of Stafford guys, like I, I think Decker's a big Stafford guy. And I think that Decker's getting a little bit frustrated with losing. And I know that they just read up him. I know we probably get like a second rounder for him, you know, maybe a late first, depending on what you can do. But um, I know he was uh, him and Stafford were really tight. I know he's tired of, of the losing. Um, you know, I think this. I, I'm a big believer when you build through the draft. Um, you you kind of keep that whatever your team rank is. You keep building on it. Like you're never going to have a perfect team, but if you have one group that is head and shoulders above any other group in the NFL, you got a real good chance at winning. And I think that putting Evan Neal in there. Probably a little bit more. Uh, you'll be able to move Sewell to left, or maybe even keep. I'd keep Neil. I think Neil's the best. I, I mean, I, I do a little bit of you know a little bit of uh, draft stuff that I look at, and you know, Pierre, we talked about this last year. 
But, like, I look at Neil as probably being the best left tackle prospect that we've had in, since Orlando. So, you know, I, I think that if you add that guy, you add a 21-year-old to go to your, your – your pretty much your average age on your draft, on your offensive line, it is early 20s between him, Jonah, um, you know, obviously Rag now and Penny School. You know, you got the right guard that you can kind of – things around. I think Vitae did some really good things this year, but, you know, having a dominating type of multiple all pros on the offensive line, I just think they can manu- – I think in this in this league now, you can manufacture rush much better than, you know, than, than you could in years past. I mean, look at the last game with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you know, TJ Watts, the best, the best pass rusher in the league, and they neutralized him. And I know he had the scoop and score, um, you know, and in, in, in a couple other stuff. But, like, when you think about being able to neutralize a, a guy, I think it, this league is becoming so heavily offensively dominated that, like, the offensive line, and you talked about quarterback, and I agree with you, that's the most important. But the second most important position is the left tackle. And that defensive ends just keep going down in the positional value, in my opinion. And a lot of defensive mm-hmm. players – are going down and, you know, and I think that you're seeing teams, you know, Dallas had a real chance had they not squandered it to really multiple Super Bowl runs. They squandered it with a couple different things that they did, but like we can get a young guy coming here. You know, they're going to play a lot better with an offensive line that kind of features Penny Sewell and, and, and a whole bunch of all pro type players and pro bowl type players. But Mike, but, but Mike, my argument is you already have that. Like, I don't know any Intel on Taylor Decker of how happy I don't think or how here though, man, I think that's the thing. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think these guys that are in their late twenties are, are kind of at the point where they're not going to go through another rebuild for another two to three years. Um, Mike, if that was the case, I think Decker would asked out. he's a team captain, I believe. And when you look at his numbers this year, he only allowed 15 pressures and two sacks. No, he's a great play- I mean, he's a good player, but you know, I mean, when you're talking about where this team is apexing, right? This team's going to apex in the next 3 years, probably the 3rd year, okay? He's going to be in his 30s, he's going to be making a ton of money. And I don't th- but we know that Decker's not top 10 tackle in the league. He's probably he, he's if he's not top 10, he's right yeah, like he's right he's 11. He's a franchise left tackle. I mean, why would you create another hole? You're basically replacing a hole with a young guy who's unproven in this league. Taylor Decker is proven in this league. His teammates love him. He's a great locker room leader. Trading him is a big and mistake. You have him locked up. I don't think the Lions are in position to do but, that right now. But you get, but Pierre, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a, a, a top 35, 40 pick back for him. No, that doesn't matter. You don't know how Evan Neal's gonna pan out. I mean, Evan Neal, by all accounts, and is 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 is. I mean, you're talking about a guy. That is being rated amongst guys like Orlando Page, Jonathan Ogden. Yeah, I don't know about yeah, but that. Mike, and then when you also look at when you look at you say the devalue of Edge, I actually disagree. I think Edge is going higher right now. Uh, TJ Watt's making twenty eight million a year. I believe Miles Garrett is making close to thirty a year. Too much money. That's not too much. These money. guys you are worth it. Value man. is going yeah, but, down. But, but, you're, but you're talking about the value you is actually going up for edge rushers. You need edge rushers right now in this. Here, if you don't have edge rushers, your defense probably not going to be all that. Here's Here's where you're wrong, right? And this is this is where I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. you. You've got a guy who can impact the, the game 20, 25 times a season, right? If he get, if he's all pro, all world, right? And, and and I think teams are starting to now being a little bit more statistically driven, are starting to see that these guys are costing a lot more money. They're starting to cost more like quarterback money. 
and I think they can be neutralized and game planned wrong. Tell me a dominant defense left in, in, in the playoffs that you look at and say that's a dominating defense. Uh, probably the only team is the Rams, but I, I honestly don't even think that they're that dominating. They have a couple dominating players. But when you think about like where it, the positional value is going, it all this league is becoming literally seven-on-seven seven football. And if you don't, this is where we disagree. This is where we disagree. I guess if you don't, here's the thing: a left tackle impacts the game every snap. But you have one. You have one. Like if you didn't, yeah, if, you, if you didn't have one, maybe I could like I could. Not all, but, he, not, but you guys, he's not an all pro type player. But he's he's, he's, he's really good. He's pretty good. I mean, he's pretty good. Yeah, but he's not all pro. You don't need an all pro at every position. You need good players. Our, good our player. is the offensive line. You guys agree? Yes or no? Our strength? Yes, absolutely. Okay, if we want to continue to be an offensive line-driven team, that is going to be the most important thing that we can do. We're not going to have all pros at every single. Yeah, but level. Mike, but Mike, our offensive line is good already. Like, what more do you really need to shuffle? You got your right tackle last year in Penny Sewell. We agree that we, we like him. He's but, he's really good. We got Taylor Decker at left tackle. He's good enough. If if you don't think he's really good, at the very least, he's good enough. I I think he's good. But if if we could agree that he's, he's good enough, he's been injured every single last. No, that's not true. Taylor Decker was actually playing a lot of snaps till he got he hurt. He missed games every year the last three seasons. No, that's not true. Yes, it is. Go look at it. He's missed. I don't games need to look every- at. It. He had a streak going on. He last had a streak. Year he played every game. No, he didn't play every no, game I- last year. He missed a little bit no. last year in the preseason. He got hurt in the preseason. Pierre, I, I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you that he's a good player. I'm just telling you the strength of our team is what we need to continue to build on. No, the strength is there. I feel like you have to kind of fill in no, your man, weaknesses. Pierre, we're, we're not dominant enough yet. In that. I agree with that. They actually were dominating teams in the running were, game. They were giving Jerry Goff all day. We're one, of the more t- we're, we're one of the more top offensive lines in the league right now. Yeah, I don't know what you're watching. I mean, I think, we're, I think we're top 10. I agree. I agree that we're a very we're a top 10 team. But what I'm looking to do is keep the team. Because here's the thing. You're going you're gonna to be able to keep two tackles at very, very reasonable and they're high-value positions, probably the highest position. Would you agree with me that behind quarterback, left tackle and right tackle are the sec- number two and number three most important positions on the I field? I think you're going to make the argument that edge and no, tackles no, are, answer, are- yes no. Just answer yes or no. You don't have to you, – because you, you're going to try to you, – you're trying to leverage your point, which is that you want to take a defensive end. I asked the question that's very specific. Here's the thing. When you look at the Lions, though, they need a defensive end more than they need a left tackle. Oh, okay. Left but, tackle my, my, yes. Overall, I would say left tackle and edge is like the same exact value. I look at quarterback, left tackle, and edges. Those are the three most important positions when you build a football team. So, so, but left tackle and right tackle are interchangeable. Offensive tackle, quarterback, and edge rusher. Week on one, they're going to attack the other. Right? So, I mean, so what I'm trying to explain to you is if you can create a team – that has a super offensive line, and now you're trying. They have that though. I don't. I mean, here's the thing, man. I don't think that. I I think that Tecker is good, but I don't think you guys are making him seem like he's an All Pro. He's never made a Pro Bowl. No one said he's but an like All he's, Pro. He's a really good he's, player. He's, I don't know what he's. He's, he's a good player. Yeah. <laughs> he's a great team leader too. Okay. Like, they love him. Okay, but what I'm trying he's to tell you is, okay, has he ever made a Pro Bowl? No. Who cares? Okay. No, he has not. No, he hasn't. Okay. So, so no, he has not. Yeah. Okay. So, and then my second question is: Is you don't think they can engineer? They engineered sacks with garbage players this year. No. See, that's not the way to win. That's not the way you build your football team. This is what you're doing. You're taking you're taking a need that you don't have, 
And you're actually replacing that need with it. That's how you lose when you rebuild. If you don't rebuild the right way, you're going to lose games. And we actually have other speakers that want to come on. Yeah. Um, like it, so. like it just doesn't make sense to me. It's like you have a position right but you're now. You're not that's losing already filled. though. You're not. Lo- you're getting a top thirty-five pick back. But you're not. But, 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 but you're not using that pick to improve the other position. On so the you team could that take you guys, let, that you desperately need. Let's say you could do this. You could take Evan Neal, and you can get some capital back and get a David Ajabo. So David Ajabo is going to the top ten. Could you make an argument, Mike, that I think more teams need left tackles in this top ten than they need, you know, edge rushers? I, I I I can I I think left tackle, especially when you get a guy because number this all might be a moot point because I think Evan Neal's going to go on, but I mean it it's, it's it's just it's just a it's just a, it's just more of a conversation of just how you guys think, but I'm just looking at it. Go ahead. Is this uh, going back to your original point? Is you are you trying to argue truly argue that we take Evan Neal like like a hundred percent? I think if you take, I think when you're a team that is as bad as the Lions, you take the best player possible at the most, at the highest rated position. Okay, I, I understand that, and I'm just trying to make sure I follow you and get your uh, mm-hmm. perspective on it. And mm-hmm. again, I think again when you're this, uh, what's the word I want to use, fellas? Um, like year zero, roster depleted. Yeah, exactly. And my thing is, I agree with you, Mike. Best player available. The worst case scenario for the Lions is to take Aiden or Hutch or Kayvon. But I agree with you. It's it's uh, hopefully we get some trade offers. But I I want to I like the idea of a dominant offensive line. But we can't always feed the beast. We need to properly build up this roster because you you even know that we need to build up the defensive line even more on the edges. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But here's the thing: you can engineer pressure. Okay. You can, you can, very, you can. But, 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 but Mike, they did it with Charles here. Mike, Mike, I, what, I, what have we been Mike, doing for the last under, seven years? Right. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Mike, you got you got to understand. Remember your argument for a dominant offensive line, which I agree. You went in the trenches, which means that we're going to have a weak a defensive line. Yeah, but here's my argument, right? And I agree with you, but you're never going to have a perfect team. There's, if you look in the playoffs, you you could do it no good way. enough if you do it right. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: like if 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 you can get, see, I think where the lines have struggled the most, and this is good dialogue, but here's where the lines struggle the most: they haven't had all pro players since Calvin Johnson, right? They I, I understand had, that. I understand that. Have, but it's not always about the all pros, no, and the pro bowls. You got to understand. All that. right. Um, Hold but on, no, but hold on, hold on. Regarding this topic, I don't think Brad Holmes is going to go out and trade Taylor Decker. He's just not, okay? I, I agree um, with that. It's got to be a con- really specific situation. He's under a contract. He's under a reasonable contract. He is. That makes him very tradable. But why would you trade that? Because here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm t- you're not, you're, well, the thing is that you're, I asked you a question earlier. Which no, was, Mike, this is, this is what this sounds like to me, okay? This sounds like when the Lions traded Darius Slay, they got a third-round pick out of it, then they drafted Jeff Okuda, right? You replaced a star player with a rookie, exactly. and that didn't turn out well. So yeah, why are you creating he another out. hole? Yeah, like, but you're not addressing another hole, but you're creating another hole. You're but, but basically setting back your rebuild. Yeah, why? but here's the thing. They didn't get enough for Slay. That was the problem, right? They got a third-round pick. But I understand yes, yes Mike, but, but Mike, listen to what Pierre said. 
he downgraded at the position, which is probably the worst thing Bob Quinn has done with our total roster at overall. Oh, Bob Quinn was a joke. I would have never done that trade. But what yeah, I'm and Brad Holmes, Brad Holmes is not right now, especially with the way they're building. This is not year one. This is year two, and they want to build with Decker. They made that clear but, but, because but, they saw right. Sewell and Mike right tackle. And and Mike, Mike let me expect right. Then they would have yeah. traded him, but they didn't trade him. They like both of them. They actually love both of them. So they're neither of them is going to go anywhere anytime soon. These guys are here, and they're here to be part of the future. I mean, Decker is twenty seven years old right now, right? He'll be, he'll be no, I think four or be, five I, more years we can get. Out. I think you I, have like another good three four years. Yeah, at I least. Mean, I mean, tackles last, dude. Mike, yeah. Mike. Also, I w- I want to kind of encourage your last point. Remember how you said we're not going to have a perfect squad, right? We're not going to have everything, right? No. We're not. So again, I, I agree with you on the trenches, right? What I think that's what Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell want to do. They want to get a good offensive line and a good defensive line. Now hear me out on when I say this. Now once you get the trenches settled, you can plug and play any player you want because you're gonna win the line of scrimmage. There you go. Yeah, but but let me just I just because I, I won't ask the question. I just I, I, I you, good dialogue. You, right, right. But Mike also you can you know, sign Baker Mayfield, example, don't don't take that literally. You could sign Julio Ju- Yo, you can get all those sexy it's pieces if you have to use free agency. It's all offensive line. It's the the, the game is boiling down to this. It's offensive No, I understand line, that. Offensive line, offensive line. Like literally it's the, 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 the issue is is like you look at a team like the Tampa Bay Bucks. Everybody looks at the Tampa Bay Bucks and says, Wow, you know, they got Tom Brady and they got you got the, the strength of the Bucks is the offensive line. That's so the line strength. All right, guys. Um, we can't keep talking about the O line right now. I think we talked enough about Decker and. And it's just it's, right. it's something hey, that's Pierre, not going to happen. It's, it's something that's not going to happen. No, no, no. Can I can I leave off with this, Pierre? Though about the Bucks. Okay, so one of the things I love about the Bucks, they win both line lines of scrimmage. Yes, they have a good roster, but they're going to kill themselves in two or three seasons because. We all know how cap hell works, but again, just to just to clarify, they got two, uh, they got both lines of scrimmage taken care of. Yeah, but Pierre, I'm going to ask one question and I'm going to drop. Okay, tell me a team in the playoffs now that is dominating on defense and winning with defense. Bucks. Mike, can I, Mike, can I, can I make an argument Bucks for a team? That, points. Can, can I make an argument for offensive line that's not really good right now and that's in the playoffs right now? No, yeah, but, but the you Cincinnati see, Bengals. Yeah, but you're 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 the, the Cincinnati Bengals have a great offense, right? So I mean, but ultimately, but they're, they're not. They're line played a lot better. But, okay, but, but I, Mike, here's the thing, though. Like, why do I, you want to tinker with the Lions' O line when they have other needs? Just uh, answer the question. Doesn't make I'm not sense. asking you. I said, tell me the team that's winning with defense. Tell me the team that's winning with defense. I would say the Bucks, Mike, because they they the destroyed Bucks. Philly. Points. By their defense. Okay, I mean, the Rams the, played, played great terrible... defense last week. The Bills played great defense last week. You tell week, me right? the Rams win with defense and the win with defense? They won last week. No, I said the Bucks, defense. not the Rams. Okay, but no, I, I'm, I'm talking to Pierre specifically. because so, both, both teams won with their defense. All right, guys, we have to bring up other people. Um, thanks for coming up. So, I'm gonna bring you didn't up... have a question. I mean, thanks. Yep. <laughs> There isn't one though. There isn't a dominant defense. But like, uh, that makes zero sense. We have a defense. I mean, we don't have a defense. We have an offensive line. Is what I meant to say. 
We have an offensive line. I, I, I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand the logic. You were on mute right now. Oh, there yeah, sorry. How's it going? Good, how are you guys? What's up, man? All right, I just want to say, well, good, good. you can make the argument the Rams did win with defense because Aaron Donald was just straight up destroying that offensive line and Von Miller. The Bucks, um, I don't. They kind of won with defense, but Jalen Hurts was seventy five percent of that because he just he's Jalen Hurts. But um, I want to touch on the online thing. I don't hate going Neil at two. If that's what you guys were talking about, I kind of joined late. I don't hate going Neil at two. It's not the worst idea, but I don't think it's like I'm Team Kyle Hamilton right now. That's who I want. So I don't really. I would say I wouldn't be the happiest person with going Neil at two, but I wouldn't hate it. You would like Kyle Hamilton at two? Yes, I would. Man, I, I, know, I just can't. I know he's a safety, but Kyle I can't. is a unicorn. He's a unicorn. There's a thing, though. Here's the thing. When you have a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau, Raiden Hutchinson, two athletic DNs, two DNs who play differently but both win, they both could get to the quarterback. I think when you have a guy who gets to the quarterback, that makes your entire defense better. And plus, you potentially have a healthy Romeo Clark coming back with one of those guys. You have an improved Aline McNeil, an improved Levi Onzeruki, and now you're talking with your D-line, right? A bad D-line hurts your secondary. A great D-line makes your secondary bad to average. And the Lions secondary was pretty average, so I feel like if they have a really good D-line, they can make that average secondary to become good to great. I mean, look at the Niners. Oh, yeah, I do. But I actually ask this. What do you guys think Kayvon and Hutch's ceilings are? What do you think their ceilings are? Like, how how good do you really think they can be in the league? We think highly of both of them, Tyler. Okay. So yeah. Now, I, what do you guys think? Because yeah. I think Kyle Hamilton, within three years, can be the best safety in the league. Okay, but here's the thing. Would you, would you rather have, like, the best safety or potentially a top 10 edge rusher in the league? That's a good question. But I would rather have Kyle Hamilton because I think he can be that good. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, would you rather have top 10 edge or a great safety? But I think he can be better than a great safety, if that makes sense. Where are, where are uh, the trenches won in the game? Oh, How do you win a game, right? You win the game the trenches, right? That's what I say. I do understand why right. the pick will probably be Kayvon or – such because positional value matters in the NFL a lot. Like, my question is, like, who would you consider the best safety in the NFL right now? Right now? Ooh. Like, Buda Baker, maybe? Like, he's up there? Buda's I don't, I don't there, know. Jesse who, who, Bates up there. Der- Derwin James. I like Bates, Derwin yeah. James a lot. When he's healthy, Derwin James, like, yeah. Derwin James healthy is probably the best safety in the league. Healthy. Okay, like, how, how about this? I'll give you the option of one or any of those three that you just named. You can take whoever you like the best out of those three. And whoever's the number 10, who, who's like a middle of the pack? Like, not middle of the pack. He's a really good edge rusher, but like, you know, maybe not in the top five category. I'm trying to think of a name right now. I can't think of one on top of my head. Uh, We're talking Eric straight. Armstead. How, We're talking how about that? Eric I, Armstead. I would take Derwin James. Derwin James. You would take a Derwin James over like Eric yes, Armstead. I get Joey Bosa is great, but I don't know if you guys watch the Chargers. I watch a few. I watch a few Chargers. Derwin James is that defense. Joey Bosa is great. But Derwin James is that defense. They're completely different defense without Derwin James. He is that defense. This is where um, this is where we disagree. I think they gave Joey Bosa like twenty-seven million a year, right? Yeah, or whatever that was. So yeah, I, I think this is where we disagree. And Derwin James hasn't really been able to stay yeah, healthy yeah, until this. Oh, of course, that, that's why he, Joey Bosa probably will get well, more than him or whatever. But I'm saying like 
that defense is strictly like Derwin James. Derwin James is so good. Like, he's great. And I would rather have him over Eric Armstead. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I get I get yeah, the D for D-line. I get positional value. I get all that. But Derwin James is, like, great. Like, I think he's really good. Like, I'll take the 12th edge rusher in the NFL, whoever that may be, over whoever the best safety in the NFL is. And it's, not, would, even rel- like- and it's not even relatively close to me, honestly. I mean, I get I get the positional value. They make a huge difference. I, I would rather have Derwin James. I, think I he, mean, you can get by. The, I think he's making I think that, you can uh, get by in the league with average safety. Like, let's I think you can. look at someone like Tyron Matthew. Chris Jones is great, but, like, Tyron Matthew is that defense of the Chiefs. Yeah, but, like – Okay, I mean, I, I guess, but like, how much of a how great of a defense are they? They're okay. I mean, they they've bad. been the number one defense since week eight, I believe, in terms of points per game given up. They've been number number one since week eight. I I don't know. It's okay, just again though. Okay, you, you look at Chris Jones, Tyron Matthews, a free agent. I don't think they're going to resign him. I don't know if they'll resign him, but Chris Jones right now is making twenty million a year. You got Frank Clark, I think, also playing for them, right? Yeah, but Frank yeah. Clark is having a down year, I believe. I believe he's having a down year in terms of production. Um, well, my point is, though, is saying it's like you can get by with an average to even below average secondary if you have a dog of a defensive line. It, it is. San Francisco has been right? San Francisco has been the prime example of that. But I think Tampa been, Bay is a prime example. Washington. Who is Tampa I do yeah, I mean, who is Tampa's on the corner? Situation like the Lions, where you basically need everything, why not just go best player? Yeah, in my opinion, the best player is an edge rusher over a safety. No, just the value. You're going by value. I'm going best player. Like he's the best player in the. Yeah, game. I still think like on my board, I have Hutchinson and Thibodeau higher than Hamilton because they're ends, right? Yeah. Well, the the value comes into positional need too. It's like that's how you rank them. It's it, their value obviously goes into if you know who's the best player. I know it's that sounds weird because oh they, no, like, I, I get positional value for sure. Like that's that's what I say that's why Hutch or um, Hutch or Kayvon will be Thibodeau. Okay. Yeah, that's why they will be because you need. And like I said, I'm fine with them, but I do think like. We do need a safety as well, and I think he's that unicorn who can play both sides of the field, can cover, blitz, tackle, everything. Like, he's just that good. But I do understand that it'll be an end because we need that as well. But at this point, I think you should just go best. When you have every need like this, I say just go best player available. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think for the Lions, because when you look at Brad Holmes, where he comes from, and when you look at um, John Dorsey, where he comes from, the, John Dorsey drafted Miles Garrett. Brad Holmes drafted Aaron Donald. Yep. They never drafted a safety in the first round. Oh, yeah, I know. That's, especially I, Holmes. They actually had a um, – last year they had a fourth-round grade on Jordan Fuller, but they knew they'd get him in the sixth round, so they waited and got yeah, him in the Brad sixth Holmes round. He's been amazing. a field for He them. finds players everywhere. John Johnson, who he drafted – I think John Johnson was the third rounder. He drafts players everywhere. Yeah, so when you're talking about safeties, I'm not worried about safety. I feel like you find a safety anywhere in the draft. I know Kyle Hamilton is a great one, but I feel like if you find one in the second or third, you could develop into a pretty good starting safety. Um, I'd rather have an elite pass rusher, and those are harder to find than you could. Oh safeties. yeah, I get that. I mean, you, I, I yeah, think you, you could, you could. Different levels. Like I, I'm talking like he might be the biggest game changer. Maybe, like, but like even if he's the best safety in the because, league, like you can't even project that because. Nothing's a guarantee in the league, so I'm just going off like what I think he will be. 
but like if even if they have the best safety, how how far does your team go? Like if that's the only dog on your defense, how how really good is your defense? I don't think a safety carries a defense like an edge rusher does. I can, yeah, I'm I can agree, but or only the or a dog into your lineman. Top of the top edge rushers carry a defense. Only mm-hmm. the top of the top. That's and how do you get those like, guys? At, you have to like, use top five picks. Tampa Bay, they D line is great, but those linebackers in Tampa Bay is the real difference. That defense is not what it is without Devin White and uh, Levante David. Levante David. Yeah, that defense is not like. We look at the Super Bowl. Yeah, they was getting pressure, but who took Travis Kelsey out the game? Levante David. But when you when you um they took Travis. When you look at the Lions, uh, when you look at the Lions scheme, they don't rely as linebackers as much as the Bucks do. The Lions rely more on their uh, defensive line and more on their secondary. So to help your good secondary, you draft defensive linemen. Yeah, I do agree with that. But you can also help your secondary by getting the best player to draft and Will Harris replacement. Like I said, you know, I'm fine with her. I keep forgetting Kayvon and Hutch. Like, I'm fine with it, you know. But I do think they should go Hamilton. But, I, you know, I get the positional need. You you probably have to go edge just because, you know, it looks better and stuff like that. Like, we look at compared to Okuda, you know, you don't take a DB top three or whatever unless you find Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, I guess. I, uh, I wouldn't be too happy if they took Kyle Hamilton. But that's for a different day. All, All right. right. Well, yeah, I appreciate you hopping on, buddy. Yeah, we have one more, um, one more guest that wants to come on. Okay. So let's bring him up right here. Um, Six Mile. What's, What's up, man? man? What's up, man? How you I'm doing? Good. Hey, uh, I don't want no offense line when I take a pick. Hey, that uh, Taylor Decker, how he was playing when he came back, he made everybody straight. Made the whole team play better for real. Right. I'm I'm with you, man. I, I don't really see much of a argument for taking Evan Neal. I think we're we're getting a little too cute here with thinking other scenarios. I think it's just as simple as this. Take one of those edge rushers, whoever you like more, go get that guy. And if you don't have the option, you know, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just do your studies on these edge rushers. Make the pick at that point, and then I think that's where you go. I, I don't think we should be really considering much other than – I don't know. Kyle Hamilton doesn't really make so much sense to me. Evan Neal really doesn't make any much sense to me. I think the edge rusher is just the way to go, uh, especially when you got talented guys like that sure. waiting for you. Hey, what y'all think about uh, Drake London, though? Get him up with that Rams pick. I think that's intriguing. I think Drake London's an intriguing player. I would have to watch a little bit more on him, but, you know, he's a deep threat, and you, you obviously need a deep threat in this offense. Right now. You got a Monroe St. Brown. He's your more shifty receiver, and I think if you get a legitimate deep threat, I think you're cooking with something on offense, and I think that's something to maybe look out for the Lions. I think they could definitely take a receiver with that Rams pick or, you know, their second-round pick, which is pick 34. I, I wouldn't be shocked either way. And, you know, if it were me, and, you know, depending on who's there, but I think best-case scenario for me is, like, you get an edge rusher, you get a linebacker, and you get a receiver with those first three picks, and I think we were really cooking with something. Yeah, when you look at um, Drake London, if you like Mike Evans, he's kind of like your guy. Like, I feel like that's his ceiling. Bro. But he could also be like a Kenny Galladay type of player too, right? Like he's a guy who doesn't really separate. He's more of your jump ball kind of guy. Um, I don't necessarily know if he fits in this offense right now, but he's a talented player. Right, right. Yeah, I did see St. Brown that tweeted him though. Like, what up, bro? Might link up. That yeah, was cool. They were teammates at USC. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was cool. That that'd be it. Would be cool if they were you know on the same team together. And 
obviously if it worked out, you got the two USC boys together and, you know, that'd be really cool for the Lions if that ended up working out. For sure. All right, yeah, that's all I wanted. Got anything else? No, that's all I wanted. All right, man. I appreciate it, brother. Have a good night. All right, you too. Have a good one, man. All right, uh, last call if anyone wants to come up. If not, uh, we can end it right here. We're going to end it. So anyone else want to come up? Good talk, guys. You guys really made it entertaining. I was I was surprised to hear some more. Uh, you know, I, I like when you guys you know don't always agree with me or with Pierre. Sometimes we have conflicting thoughts. Sometimes we agree. So I do like when you guys bring some different stuff to the table. So I appreciate everybody who did come on today. Wait, Tyler, we have one more perspective. Yeah, I'm just saying. For you know, all right, this is our last guest on. So after that, we'll end it. All right. How's it going, man? Did you accept it, Pierre? Uh, yeah, I did. I thought I did. There you go. Um, there you go. Yeah. At this point, but I was thinking, like, trust me, like I said, worst case scenario, we get an edge with uh, Aiden or Avon. But I was also thinking, like, man, like, if you get a Kyle Hamilton and if he's projected to be a top safety, again, I'm just you know, playing variables. I'm not like pound the table like Cross was. But I was like, man, just imagine elite safety in big games, bro, uh, with his ball skills. Just imagine the possibilities about that. Honestly, though, how about this? Imagine an edge rusher with four, five, four, six speed. I was quarterback. Just say that. Oh, true, true. Don't get me wrong. It's just I, I was listening to Cross, and of course, trust me, I'm an edge guy all the way. I love my D line. It's just, man, like for some reason, it seems like. Whenever defenses nowadays, it seems like it's either got to be an edge guy, which I know that feeds into your argument, obviously. But then, like big, uh, big uh, elite safeties nowadays make big plays in the, the playoffs as well. Like look at uh, Buffalo and their safety duo. Yeah, they yeah, have a good safety duo. Look at their D line though, too, right? Yeah, true. No, no. They they're uh they're finally hitting on that kid they got in the last year's draft. Um, but I don't think it's as dominant as people would say. Like uh Epinesa is is that the kid that dra- was drafted last year? From Iowa, yeah. Yes, yes. They have Ed Correct. Oliver, they have uh, Well that was two years ago actually, but who yeah. else who else is on that D line? Um What's his name, damn it. I forgot his name, the edge rusher, he's pretty good too. Uh they have is isn't Jordan Phillips on that team or he left them? I think he's with Jordan Miami. Jordan Phillips on the Cardinals. So the, oh, you're right. You're, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan yeah. Phillips is with uh, Arizona. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, let's – they have – I mean, they have Jerry Hughes, Ed Oliver. Jordan Phillips is on his team, and Gregory Rousseau. I mean, they're pretty damn good up front. Oh, yeah, like edges-wise. Yeah, it's just in the middle. It's just uh, – No, it's you got uh, I, I, I think it could be better, but maybe that's just my opinion. But no, I just I just thought I'd chime in on what Cross was saying. I was just playing devil's advocate. Just figure I speak out on that, just to have fun with the discussion. Not because Mike Mike did have a good point about saying like uh, how it's like becoming seven on seven ball to a point. But then again, yeah, I still would go edge. But, uh, I mean, Pierre, when you guys say seven on seven, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, um, well remember, it's a pass-happy league. And, again, you know, defense is not really valued that much compared to offense and quarterbacks. Remember what we talk about, Pierre? 
But when when you talk about defense not valued that much, I feel like you still need to be able to stop the run and you still need to get to the quarterback. So I disagree with that. Right, right. I'm just saying you know how and the you need guys who can cover receivers too. So hundred percent. You think it's pass happy, but what stops a pass happy is a great defense, right? Oh, very true. Yeah, it's just you know how the league is favored towards, you know, offense. That's I was just feeding off of what Mike was saying because I, I love defense, but I just know um we aren't gonna you know, you know how it is now. We're not going to have a Denver Broncos defense win the Super Bowl ever again, probably. Depending on how yeah, we I lose. mean, you want you want you want to have a better defense than what you have right now, and you want to improve yeah, on that correct. talent. Correct. And yeah. you have a strength at offensive line, so I just don't see the need to you know add to it right now. I, oh, I, just, I think it's fine. I think yeah. it's fine right now, and just go out and improve other positions on the team. And I think I just definitely wanted the bigger needs of positions on this team. Oh, I agree. I agree. Trust me. me yeah. Pierre knows me. I was just uh, entertaining the thought, and I yeah. felt, felt like chiming in. But um, no, no, I appreciate um, it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, um, like I said, worst-case scenario, we get an edge rusher, and I'm, I'm fine. It's not like a, a weird um, – like, what was the uh, – was it the TJ pick that we're in a weird limbo member? It could have been TJ and the – you know what I'm talking about. It's not like a – like a tough call type of deal where they could pretty much botch the pick. You know what I mean? So I'm not too, I'm not too like down the dumps in terms of draft position because, because me and cross and Chris were talking yesterday. I was like, man, too bad. We couldn't draft down, get more draft capital and get George Karloftis and make everybody feel better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, All right. Is that all you got? I think it's yes, sir. Okay. All right. Thanks for coming on. All right. I think that is pretty much the show right there. Hope you guys all enjoy. We're gonna try to do these, you know, once a week. Maybe Fridays is gonna be the aim for that. It's that's not set in stone right now, but Fridays are looking like it's gonna probably be that day, probably around this time. Maybe a little, you know, you know, a little later, like nine o'clock, eight thirty. So something around this time. You guys could just keep up on Twitter. Um, We'll post about that. We'll, you know, promote it a little more. So uh, thank you, everybody, for all joining. And I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for coming on. And like Tyler said, we'll be doing these about once a week. Uh, Thanks for coming on. I'm out. Peace. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.